0: Molecular Targeted Therapy of Glioblastoma, a review by Emily Lerond, Michael Weller, and others from University Hospital and University of Zurich, Zurich, Switzerland. Cancer Treatment Reviews 2019. Abstract Glioblastomas are intrinsic brain tumors thought to originate from neuroglial stem and progenitor cells. More than 90% of glioblastomas are isocytrate dihydrogenase, IDH, wild-type tumours. Incidence increases with age males are more often affected. Beyond rare instances of genetic predisposition and irradiation exposure, there are no known glioblastoma risk factors. Surgery as safely feasible followed by involved field radiotherapy plus concomitant and maintenance temozolamide chemotherapy define the standard of care since 2005. Except for prolonged progression-free, but no overall survival afforded by the vascular endothelial growth factor antibody, Bevacizumab, no pharmacological intervention has been demonstrated to alter the cause of disease, specifically targeting cerebral. Pathways frequently altered in glioblastoma, such as the phosphoinositide 3 kinase (PI3K) protein kinase B (AKT) mammalian targets of rapamycin (mTOR), the p53, and the retinoblastoma (RB) pathways, or epidermal growth factor receptor (EGFR) gene amplification or mutation have failed to improve outcome, likely because the redundant compensatory mechanism, insufficient target coverage related in part to the blood brain barrier, or poor tolerability and safety. Yet uncommon glioblastoma subsets may exhibit specific vulnerabilities amenable to targeted interventions, including but not limited to high tumoral mutational burden BRAF mutation, neurotrophic tyrosine receptor kinase NTRK or fibroblast growth factor receptor FGFR gene fusions and MET gene amplification of fusions. There is an increasing interest in targeting not only the tumour cells but also the microenvironment including blood vessels, the monocyte macrophage microglia compartments, OT cells, improved clinical trial designs using pharmacodynamic endpoints in enriched patient populations will be required to develop better treatments for glioblastoma. Introduction. Glioblastoma is an intrinsic brain tumor that may occur at any age and it's thought to originate by genetic alterations affecting neuroglial stem or progenital cells. Incidence increases steadily with age. Median age, a diagnosis is in the large of 65 years and males are approximately 1.74 more often affected than females. Young age and good performer status are therapy-independent positive prognostic factors. The updated World Health Organization classification from 2016 separates two major types of glioblastoma based on mutation in the isocytrate dihydrogenase IDH1O2 genes with IDH wild-type glioblastomas accounting for more than 90% of the cases. Histologically, glioblastomas are mitotically active tumours characterized by microvascular proliferation or necrosis, or both as distinctive morphologic features of World Health Organization grade 4. According to recent specifications of the consortium to inform molecular and practical approaches to CNS tumour taxonomy, see impact, molecular diagnostic detection of glioblastoma-associated genetic alterations, specifically epidermal growth factor receptor eGFR gene amplification combined wall chromosome 7 gain and wall chromosome 10 loss plus 7 minus 10 or telomerase reverse transcriptase third promoter mutation also allow for the diagnosis of idh wild type glioblastoma despite the absence of World health organization grade 4 histological features. In contrast, astrocytic gliomas carrying an IDH mutation also may exhibit typical histological features of glioblastoma, but typically are associated with a more favourable clinical cause and hence may no longer be classified as glioblastoma in upcoming versions of the World Health Organization classification. This review, thus, is focused on the common IDH wild-type tumors. The 2016 WHO classification has maintained giant cell glioblastoma and gliosarcoma as histological variants of IDH wild-type glioblastoma, while epideloid glioblastoma was newly introduced as a provisional variant characterized by BRAF. V600E mutation in malignant gliomas including epithelioid glioblastomas may assume clinical relevance in terms of targeted therapy with mutant BRAF inhibitors. Besides histological variants, large-scale genetic and epigenetic profiling studies allowed for the distinction of several molecular subgroups of IDH wild-type glioblastomas that are characterized by distinct DNA methylation patterns associated with characteristic mutational and expression profiles. Up to seven molecular subgroups of IDH wild type glioblastoma have been identified by DNA methylation profiling with the receptor tyrosine kinase, RTK1 and 2 subgroups, as well as the mesenchymal subgroup being most common. To date, distinction of these molecular subgroups is of limited relevance in terms of treatment, but this may change when future studies reveal subgroup-specific therapeutic vulnerabilities. Current standard of care. Surgery, as safely feasible followed by involved field radiotherapy in combination with concomitant and up to six maintenance cycles of thermozolomides, chemotherapy constitutes the standard of care for the majority of patients with newly diagnosed glioblastoma, except for tumour-treating fields, now that therapeutic intervention has been shown to prolong overall survival in the newly diagnosed setting, all glioblastomas eventually progress and standards of care at recruitants are less well-defined. A small proportion of patients with localized recurrence are offered second surgery or re irradiation, but neither of these interventions have been shown to prolong survival. Another course of alkylating chemotherapy, mostly of trisuria, compound lomustine is the most broadly used intervention of recurrence and also constitutes. The control arm in recent randomized trials in recurrent Glioblastoma. Yet, neither Lomostine nor any other synthetic treatment nor tumor-treating fields have been shown to be superior to placebo or best supportive care in a randomized trial. Targeted therapy for Glioblastoma focus on MGMT promoter methylation. Benefit from alkylating agent chemotherapy in glioblastoma is largely limited to patients whose tumors show aberrant CpG methylation of the promoter region of the O6-methylguanine DNA methyltransferase MGMT gene. MGMT promoter methylation has been established as a productive biomarker for benefit from temozolomide although firmly only in the newly diagnosed setting. The average trial assessing photomustine and Bevacizumab appeared to confirm this productive value also for a nitrosorea compound in the current setting. However, the Reguma trial, which also provided data on, albeit locally determined, MGMT status did not confirm a productive value of MGMT promoter methylation for benefit from lomostine compared to regorafenib. Since several large controlled trials with central MGMT testing have confirmed a strong prognostic rule of MGMT promoter methylation in recurrent glioblastoma patients treated with temozolomide. Or lumostine. the potential productive role of the MGMT status at recurrence needs to be further studied. Drug repurposing. An emerging area of interest in cancer therapy, notably glioblastoma, is the repurposing of drugs that are already approved for other indications, based on assumptions of biochemical and metabolic features that might confer glial cell sensitivity to such drugs. Importantly, retrospective analysis of survival associations of all these drugs need to be interpreted with caution and should be considered hypothesis generating only. This is because it is difficult to control for comorbidities that led to the administration of these drugs. Dosing was never standardized and not optimized for demonstrating anti-tumor activity, and data collection was typically limited to land park analysis, but not cumulative dosing. anti drugs, despite decades of research, no conclusive evidence to support a survival-promoting activity of anti-epileptic drugs in brain tumor patients has been obtained, mainly based on histone acetylase, inhibitory activity seen at high concentrations in vitro and putative differentiation-inducing activity, valproic acid has attracted particular interest. The observation of longer survival of patients treated with valproic acid in the Aortic 26981 trial was not confirmed in analysis of subsequent larger clinical trial populations but the combination of valproic acid with temozolomide chemoradiotherapy continues to be explored. Levitiorecetam has been proposed to decrease the level of MGMT in glioblastoma, but no association with favorable outcome was seen in a large secondary analysis of clinical trial data. Finally, After significant interest in the role of glutamatergic signaling affecting neurotransmission in the biology of glioblastoma, the initial excitement on the AMPA receptor antagonist telampamil subsided when it became clear that single-arm phase 2 studies often generate signals interpreted as promising but are not predictive of success in randomized phase 3 settings. Metformin, the antidiabetic drug, has been advanced as an adjunct to glioblastoma treatment because of presumed modulation effects on metabolism, notably lowering glucose availability, suppression of insulin-like growth factor signaling and specifically inhibition of AMP-activated protein kinase. Yet, current evidence from poor retrospective analysis of clinical trial data does not support the view that metformin warrants further studying glioblastoma. Glioblastoma intrinsic targets. The majority of clinical trial approaches focusing on glioblastoma intrinsic targets address oncogenic signaling via tyrosine, receptor kinesis, cell cycle control, and susceptibility to apoptosis induction. Tyrosine kinase receptor pathways. Epidermal growth factor receptor, EGFR. EGFR is one of most prominent oncogenes in IDH wild-type glioblastoma. It is overexpressed in approximately 60% of tumors and more than 40% exhibit EGFR gene amplification. A particular deletion mutation referred to as EGFR V3 or delta EGFR is found in 25% of tumors and is of particular interest since it is constitutively active in a potential new antigen. Numerous studies have failed to demonstrate single-agent activity of EGFR tyrosine kinase inhibitors in unselected patient populations and small biological endpoint studies have raised concerns that these drugs may not be able to suppress pathway activity even if they reach the tumour tissue. Other approaches have used EGFR or EGFR v3 expression rather than EGFR pathway activity as a target. These include the vaccine Rindopipimut which produced a survival signal when combined with bevacizumab in EGFR V3 positive recurrent glioblastoma, but failed in phase 3 in newly diagnosed disease. Similarly, the antibody drug conjugate d mefadotin mephadotin, consisting of the EGFR antibody ABT806 linked to monomethyl oristatin F, appeared to be active in combination with temozolomide in recurrent EGFR-amplified glioblastoma but showed no activity in newly diagnosed glioblastoma when combined with standard temozolomide chemotherapy. The act 4 trial results showed a shrinking loss of EGFR-V3 expression at recurrence in both groups of the trial suggesting the EGFR V3 expression is unstable. These observations of unstable target expression also cast doubt on the likelihood of success of chimeric antigen receptor CAR T cells or bispecific T cell engaging antibodies targeting EGFR V3. In contrast, EGFR amplification appears to be maintained throughout the course of disease. PI three K AKT M2 pathway The PI three K M2 pathway is one of the most inevitably altered molecular pathway in IDH wild type glioblastoma as a consequence of loss of tumor suppressor phosphatase and tensin homolog on chromosome ten P ten function, activating mutations in phosphatidylinositol four five. B phosphate, 3 kinase, catalytic subunit alpha. The gene encoding the catalytic subunit P110 alpha and in phosphoinositide 3 kinase, regulatory subunit 1, encoding the P85 alpha regulatory subunit. Yet, like in other types of cancer, it has turned out to be challenging to translate this extensive knowledge pathway alteration into clinical benefit, although there's a long tradition of targeting the PI3K pathway in glioblastoma. As early as 2005, the lack of activity of the mTOR inhibitor, timsirolimus, was demonstrated at least when a single agent in recurrent glioblastoma. It was also observed at this time that the toxicity profile was unfavorable in this patient population More recently, in a similar setting, by enrolling patients predicted to be enriched for active PI3K signaling. The PAN PI3K inhibitor, poparlisib, was found to be essentially inactive. This trial induced a phase zero-like biological endpoint cohort. A subset of patients exhibited reduced levels of phosphorylated AKT in the tumor tissue as a direct readout of PI3K inhibition, but suppression of downstream PS6 was less pronounced, demonstrating insufficient overall pathway inhibition by tolerable doses of buparlisib. PI3K mTOR pathway inhibition has also been explored in the newly diagnosed setting, either in combination with radiotherapy and temozolomide. Or instead of temozolomide in patients with MGMT promoter unmethylated glioblastoma, both trials concluded absence of an efficacy signal, and both confirmed the relatively poor tolerability of MTO inhibitors in this setting, at least compared with temozolomide. In summary, it seems that the pi 3 k akt pathway is overall too promiscuous, resulting in non tolerability and safety profiles upon pharmacological inhibition. However, well-designed clinical trials have indicated that currently available agents may be insufficient to inhibit the target adequately at doses that are tolerated by patients. One may speculate that even those tumours that are in principle sensitive to target inhibition will rapidly develop escape pathways, circumventing the block of the PI3K pathway. Future efforts will have to employ more potent agents or will have to rely on combinatorial strategies, the development of which, however, probably requires a deep understanding Of how this pathway interacts with other pathways that are likely to be altered in glioblastoma. MET. The MET gene encodes the receptor for hypotocyte growth factor, also known as scatter factor, and has been attributed a major role in the migration and invasiveness of glio cells, notably in response to radiation, inhibition of angiogenesis, and hypoxia. It is commonly expressed in glioblastoma, often at high levels, but not a major mutational target. Proof of concept for a role of MET amplification was obtained in a single patient with recurrent glioblastoma treated with crisotinib, but not in a second published case. However, neutralizing the ligand appeared to have no impact on disease progression. Blocking the receptor using the single arm antibody on or capozanitinib, a tierosine kinase inhibitor of MET, VEGFR2, and AXL in patients without or with pre exposure to antiangiogenic agents resulted in a modest efficacy signal in recurrent disease. MET fusion genes have been detected in a minor subset of pediatric glioblastoma and have been linked to response to chrysotinib in one patient. Fibroblast Growth Factor Receptor FGFR FGFR are commonly expressed in glioblastoma but relevance as a potential target for intervention is probably limited to patients with rare tumor exhibiting FGFR-TACC fusions. Despite several ongoing efforts in this area, there is little data available in the public domain. One stable disease and one minor response were reported in two patients with FGFR3-TACC3-positive recurrent glioblastoma patients treated with the oral pan-FGFR kinase inhibitor, erdafitinib. BRF mutation BRF a member of the RAF family of kinases feeds into the MAP kinase/ERK signaling pathway that promotes proliferation. Activating BRF mutations, in particular the BRF V600E missense mutation, are found in several tumor types and have been confirmed to be druggable molecular lesions, notably in metastatic melanoma. Early studies and individual case reports indicated that glial tumors exhibiting BRF mutations may also respond to pharmacological BRF inhibition, although the efficacy seems modest at best in BRF V600E mutant glioblastoma. Neurotrophic tyrosine receptor kinases, NTRK. NTRK are encoded by three different genes, NTRK1, NTRK2, and NTRK3. Genomic rearrangements in NTRK genes resulting in gene fusions may trigger activation of oncogenic TRK signaling. The prevalence of NTRK gene fusions in glioblastoma appears to be low, and larger studies are required to determine whether agents like larotrectinib or Ntrectinib are also active in NTRK fusion-positive glioblastoma. Cell cycle control and apoptosis regulating pathways The retinoblastoma (PRB) pathway The PRB cell cycle control pathway is altered in the majority of IDH wild-type glioblastomas due to homozycotus CDKN2AB deletion CDK4 or CDK6 amplification, or RB1 gene alterations. This pathway is also required for the growth of normal cells, which may largely explain why its therapeutic targeting has remained challenging, not only in glioblastoma. The only completed phase two trial targeting this pathway in glioblastoma using palmociclib was disappointing, but patients enrolled in this trial represented a negative selection as indicated by the short overall survival tgo 2 is a multi-cdk inhibitor mainly targeting cdk9 but not cdk4-6 and acts independently of the cell cycle control pathway involving cdk4-6 to suppress the transcription of multiple short-lived survival genes TGO2 is currently being explored in clinical trials in recurrent and in newly diagnosed glioblastoma. The P53 pathway. The P53 tumor suppressor gene is among the best and longest studied genes in glioblastoma. Since the key function of its gene product P53 is to arrest cells in G01 or to trigger apoptosis in response to genotoxic stress restoring P53 function by various approaches has been extensively studied. Yet, drugs aimed to facilitating refolding of mutant proteins into wild-type conformation have not been successful. For efforts focusing on neutralizing MDM2 and MDM4 for patients with glioblastomas that are deficient in P53 function as a consequence of MDM2 or MDM4 gene amplification are in progress TERT promoter mutation third promoter mutations are the most common molecular alteration in IDH wild type glioblastoma they affect two mutations hotspots that create new ETS transcription factor binding sites and increase TERT transcription and thereby TERT activity supporting immortalization of tumor cells. Nevertheless, TERT promoter mutation has not become a major pharmacological target for cancer therapy yet. Eribulin, known as an inhibitor of tubulin polymerization has been proposed to exert TERT-inhibitory activity in glioblastoma models, justifying its clinical exploration. Proteosome The proteosome is a complex cellular machinery with several enzymatic activities involved in the degradation and recycling of cellular protein. Altered proteosome activity has emerged as a potential vulnerability of cancer cells, and resulted in the development of drugs like bortezomib that have been also tested in recurrent glioblastoma. The brain penetrant proteasome inhibitor marizomib is currently undergoing phase 3 evaluation in newly diagnosed glioblastoma. Microenvironmental targets endogenesis, vascular endothelial growth factor VEGF, detection of VGEF as a major mediator of angiogenesis in glioblastoma at a time when conventional cancer treatments like radiotherapy and chemotherapy appear to have reached their limits, to get substantial efforts to establish anti as a treatment paradigm in glioblastoma. Based on high radiological response rates and encouraging survival outcomes and uncontrolled trials, Bevacitumab achieved approval for recurrent glioblastoma in many parts of the world, but its effect on tumor biology and growth dynamics beyond what can be detected by neuroimaging remained controversial. It has remained challenging to identify subgroups of glioblastoma patients that experience prolonged survival when treated with Bevacitumab. Although there are glioblastoma models where VEGF may even be a survival factor. Phase 3 trials in newly diagnosed and recurrent disease demonstrated prolonged BFS but consistently no OS benefit, although approximately 30% crossover to bevacizumab was observed in these trials. Other VEGF inhibitors, such as cediranib also failed in randomized. Clinical trials. Integrins. Integrins are cell surface molecules that integrate signals from cell to cell and extracellular matrix to cell and are involved in essential cellular processes such as addition, migration, invasion, and angiogenesis. Specific subtypes of integrins are present in glioblastomas and their vasculature. The results of a series of largely uncontrolled clinical trials. Were interpreted to justify a phase 3 trial on seliniquizide in patients enriched for MGMT promoter methylated glioblastomas. Altogether, these trials did not provide a robust safety or efficacy signal using seliniquizide as a lead compound for integrin inhibition. But efforts to employ tumor-specific integrin expression as a target continue transforming growth factor TGF-beta TGF-beta 1-2 as a major representative of a family of related proteins have been considered for decades as key molecules responsible for glioblastoma-mediated immunosuppression however this protein family is promiscuous in that it is involved in almost all physiological and pathological processes Despite promising data obtained with various modes of TGF-beta inhibition in different animal models, clinical translation of TGF-beta targeting using TGF-beta-2-specific antisense oligonucleotides or tyrosine kinase inhibitors targeting TGF-beta receptor 2, such as galunisertib, has remained unsuccessful. The introduction of TGF beta receptor inhibitors into the clinic has also remained challenging because of those limiting toxicity, for example, to the cardiac and intestinal system, potentially preventing adequate target coverage in the tumor. Programmed cell death protein, PD-1, the development of neutralizing antibodies to immune checkpoint molecules has dominated the field of cancer immunotherapy. Notably, antibodies preventing the engagement of PD1 on T cells by his major ligand PDL1 expressed on tumor cells or on host cells have attracted market interest. Yet, despite major advances in the treatment of various solid tumors with immune checkpoint inhibition, for example, melanoma non small cell lung cancer immune checkpoint inhibition has not been successful in glioblastoma with the exception of single cases of encouraging responses in patients with tumors with high mutational burden due to germline mutations affecting DNA repair. In contrast, large randomized clinical trials of nivolumab versus bevacizumab in recurrent glioblastoma or of nivolumab versus temozolomide, both in combination with radiotherapy and MGMT promoter an unmethylated newly diagnosed glioblastoma, have failed to improve survival. Outlook The failure of several targeted agents for glioblastoma in late clinical development illustrates that most glioblastomas are not even close to being a single pathway-driven disease would be amenable to targeted therapy there is a need for improved clinical trial design and an early inclusion of control arms in phase 2 settings that allow to arrive at meaningful go no-go decisions for further clinical development furthermore platform trials exploring multiple compounds in parallel worlds in theory accelerate drug development EORTC has developed the SPECTA screening cancer patients for efficient clinical trial access platform. But this approach has not yet been applied to glioblastoma. Innovative clinical trial concepts such as AGILE Adaptive Global Innovative Learning Environment for Glioblastoma and INSIGHT Individualized screening trial of innovative glioblastoma therapy propose multiple arms that can be enlarged or terminated early in a dynamic manner according to the probability of success which requires continuous monitoring. Such trials may speed drug development significantly, but their success will ultimately depend on whether active compounds are tested in well-selected patients another no mutually exclusive approach would assign patients to clinical trial arms based upon molecular profiling in real time while such clinical trial concepts are overall innovative and promising there are certain caveats molecular testing needs to be done quickly enough to allow patient treatment in adequate time algorithms that rank the molecular legions found to be in place and pharmaceutical companies need to be motivated to collaborate in early phases of drug development. The only randomized effort to demonstrate a superiority of treatment allocation based on molecular testing of a standard of care, the French SHIVA trial comes from the non-neuro-oncology area and fail to demonstrate overall benefits, but profiling techniques have made great progress and novel targets continue to be identified. Thank you for listening. If you have suggestions or you would like to listen to a particular article, just drop me an email info.pub.reading at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter breathing.